Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's read um, our scripture, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And that was the scripture that we've been using, as it were, to just key us into what we are dealing with. And you can see the picture behind me over there, like we said the last time, that is the picture of the Milky Way. That is our galaxy. That is the galaxy that we are in. And as you can see behind me, those are the picture of all the stars. And the Bible says that God created it all. What we said is that creation marks the beginning of time. Okay. Creation marks the beginning of time. The Bible simply confront us with the reality of God, this Elohim, this God, this mighty God, this powerful God, who was already there. He was already there before the beginning, okay? It's not part of this system. Creation is the beginning of time. Creation is the beginning of the material world. But before be- creation began, before time began, God was already there. It was there before time began. It was there before creation began. And that is what we are seeing as we are looking at all the glory and all the might of this creation. The Bible did not argue or try to prove the existence of God. The Bible just simply tell us in the beginning, God, God was there. And this God is the one that bara, is the one that created all these mighty, mighty things that we are seeing. In the creation, I mean, this is not the only thing that the only proof is we can put it that way, or the only point. I remember what we said that all these things that we are seeing here they are advertising God, they are great advertisement for God, and that is why, because we are in Genesis chapter one, that is why we are looking at this in particular. The Bible says it is God that bara, okay, effortlessly without needing any material thing, it was this God that bara all this creation, the universe, amen. So this tells us two or three things. That number one, creation is real. Okay, <laughs> creation is real. Genesis chapter one is not a poem. It's not an allegory, like many people want us to believe. Okay, Genesis chapter one is about a real event that happened at the beginning of time. Creation is real. Genesis chapter one is not an allegory. Genesis chapter one is not a poem. It is a record of an event that happened at a particular point at the beginning of creation and that God did not use evolution to create life or not. And we're going to come to that a little bit today by the grace of God. So when we went to Genesis chapter 1, we are saying here that God created it. God did not use evolution to create life on earth. Genesis chapter 1 was creation, not evolution. And we are going to, if not today, by the grace of God, maybe next time we're going to look into that. That Genesis, the account that we read shows us that God stepped at the edge of nothingness with respect to material things. God stepped at the edge of nothingness and God said, let there be. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heaven 
and the earth. God did not use evolution to create the heavens and the earth. That is the testimony of Genesis chapter 1. Creation, Genesis chapter 1 was creation, not evolution. And God created the universe, how? By speaking. God did not sweat. God did not exert unnecessary energy. The way God created the world around us is by speaking. God said, let there be. God said, let there be. And we are we ended is we said that creation all this thing that we're seeing behind me all these stars the bible says that they are god's advertisement the creation is god's billboard and this is very very important for us hallelujah now we are going to move this forward today by the grace of god genesis chapter 1 particularly the first few verses that we are reading right reading now answer for us really the question of God. This is what Genesis answer for us. It answer for us the question of God. Is there God? Who is he? What is his character? What is his nature? What is his plan? What is his purpose? So Genesis chapter 1 confront us with God and Genesis chapter 1 answer for us the question of God. This is one of the most basic and fundamental questions that we have as human beings. Okay, and this is the question that we, we have all the time. Does God exist? And Genesis chapter 1 is, a, is an answer to that. Does he exist? Can we know him? If God exists, can we know him? And if we can know God, how can we know him? And Genesis chapter 1 is not pulling punches. It's just telling us the simple fact that God exists. Let's face it. Is it that God exists or it does not exist? There is no middle ground. But Genesis chapter 1 is telling us and proclaiming the fact that God exists. You know, I love some of some things that, well, all the things that A.W. Tosa wrote really in his book, The Knowledge of the Holy. The Knowledge of the Holy is one of the best books I've ever read. And I'm, I always, always advertise this book to people. If you have to read one book that you've not read before this year, read the book, The Knowledge of the Holy. There are actually two types of the There's one that is a summary and then it has two volume of the same title that we are expanded it a lot get, get the summary one and by the way if you search the internet the knowledge of the holy by a holy the knowledge of the holy by a w tosa there are pdf copy that are free online on the internet put the name in google the knowledge of the holy and you will get free copy of the PDF that you can download and you can read. And Tosa said in those books, and I'm reading it because it, it is very true. He said, what comes to our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. And this is where Genesis chapter 1 is helping us. It's helping us to know something about God, the existence of God, the character of God, the purpose of God, and the plan of God. It's Tosa continues, our soul as individual and as a corporate body gravitate towards our inner and deep-seated conception and image of God. The church will never be greater than our idea of God. This is very important. The church will never be greater than our idea of God. What is the image of God? What's the picture of God? What's the idea of God we see in Genesis chapter? Obviously, the revelation of God is going to continue through this book, but the very idea of God is his Elohim. He is the creator. And that he created this whole thing, Hex Nehilo, without breaking sweat and without needing any material things. The Bible, Tosa continues and says, the most significant message of the church is what she says or leaves unsaid about God. 
we can talk about I want I want to develop my faith, I want to experience healing, I want to experience prosperity. You need to understand that the degree, you know, the quality and the greatness of our faith actually depends on our knowledge of God. That the knowledge of God, the knowledge of God, the knowledge of the Holy, the knowledge of the nature and the character of God is actually at the heart of our faith. All right. And the Lord Jesus came to reveal his father. We're going to come to that. So it is very, very important for us to understand that the most significant message that the church has to offer the world is what we say or what we live unsaid about God. You know, Daniel said the people that know their God they will be strong and they will do exploit. So this is really, really very, very important. Unfortunately, modern Christianity is failing through through our through the, the, the type of God that we present to the world. Okay. It's interesting that God is no longer the center and the focus of religion today. We we preach motivation, we preach, you know, get quick, get get rich quick, and God We've lost God. We've lost God at the center of it all. We've lost God at the center. God has become a genie in the bottle that we just rub on the head to give us what we want, you know, to just answer to every whims and whimsies that we want. Don't misunderstand me. The, 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 the picture of God we see in the scripture is that God wants to meet needs, but he must be at the center. We have lost the concept of the majesty of God and substitute it for one so low and weak. Our God is so weak and so low. It's a God that we can control. It's a God that we can send on an errand. We've lost the concept of the majesty of God. But this is the reason why we've gone to Genesis chapter 1. At the beginning of this epic story, it's showing us the majesty of God. It's showing us the glory of God. It's showing us the existence of God. You know, it is this loss of the majesty of God that has resulted in the loss of religious awe and consciousness of divine presence and the manifestation of the glory and power of God in the church today. So there's an urgent need in the church today. There's an urgent, urgent need for the church to rediscover God to rediscover the majesty of God, to rediscover the glory of God, to rediscover the presence of God. And Genesis chapter 1 will help us to do this. Okay, And this is one of the things that we have learned as we read Genesis chapter 1. And we said as we studied the scripture, it is very, 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 very clear that this world, this universe was created by an intelligent designer by an intelligent designer the the creation is an advertisement for god okay this world is not just happened by accident all the you know the the milky way galaxy and all the stars and the the, the all the billions and billions and trillions billions and billions of galaxy and trillions and trillions of stars you remember our last teaching they did not just happen by accident they are intelligently designed by God and put there by God. Praise the Lord. And one of the things I want you to know is that, yes, we are talking about creation. We are talking about creation because that is where we are. And that creation actually includes us. I know we are dealing with the stars. We are dealing with the heavens. But when we begin to go down, down Genesis, and we are looking at how God created living things, and ultimately God created human beings, we understand that as living things, we are also an advertisement for God because our body, <laughs> I mean, when you look at plants and when you look at animals and preeminently human beings, you, re you realize that we could not have come out by accident. But 
the ultimate proof of God is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is the ultimate proof of God. Because when he came, here was God stepping into our neighborhood and revealing to us who God is. Let's just read John chapter 1 verse 18. I will read it from two translations. I will read it from King James Version and I will also read it from the message um, translation of the Bible. King James Version, John chapter 1 verse 18. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son which is in the bosom of the Father, he had declared him. Message, make it a little bit clearer to us. No one has ever seen God, not so much as a glimpse. This is one of a kind God expression, who exists at the very heart of the Father, has made him plain as day. Wow, wow. One of the essential reason why the Lord Jesus came is to reveal God to us. Okay, yes, we can look at all the stars, we can look at all the galaxy, and we can see something of God. Remember, we read this in Romans chapter 1 the last time, that what can be made known, what can be known of God has been revealed to them, but unfortunately, men have have decided to rebel against the, the, the revelation of God. But John chapter 1 verse 18 tells us that the Lord Jesus, he is the ultimate revelation of God. And message says that he has made him plain. He has made him plain. Now, well, as we go ahead in this story, I don't want to say much more than that at the moment. As we go on in this story, as we move towards the middle of the story, we'll begin to get a little bit more, and we'll begin to go a little bit deeper into the revelation of God in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we as believers, we we believe in God. We believe in God. Praise the Lord. We believe that God is. We believe that God is. We believe in God. This is why we are believers. We are believers. We are those that believe that God exists and that God exists and we believe in this God that God that exists. We don't believe in just any God. We believe in God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We believe in God that created the heavens and the earth. And that is what we always proclaim in our Apostles' Creed. Let's read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 16. Just one, again, we are going to come back and look into all this in greater dimension. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, And without Faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those that earnestly seek him. Anybody that comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So this world did not come into existence by accident. There was a designer behind it. No matter what the atheists want to to, to lie to you. And like we said the last time, there are honest atheists, there are honest people that don't even believe in God that said, you know what, this, this creation couldn't have come out by accident. There must have been a designer behind it. They don't call him God. They say, call him an intelligent designer. Praise the Lord. So Genesis chapter 1, definitely, definitely in the name, Genesis chapter 1, by the grace of God, definitely exposed all the philosophies and the ideology that want to take God out of the picture. Ideologies and philosophies like atheism. Atheism said that there is no God. Genesis chapter 1 tells us that in the beginning, God. Agnotism said 
we, do, we don't know. I don't, say, I do not know whether there is God or not, but I could care less. Listen to me. The Bible tells us that what could be revealed of God has been revealed. Okay. Nobody will reject the Bible or reject God or reject Jesus for lack of evidence. So agnosticism may want to, you know, palliate himself, palliate himself and say, you know, I, I don't know whether there is God or not and I don't care. You should care because your knowledge of God will determine where you are going to spend eternity, <laughs> whether in heaven or in hell. Okay. Because when you understand that it's God, then you will seek him, isn't it? When you know that this was started and this was going to end and that at the end of it, we are going to give an account to him who created this whole thing. Animism believe many spirits. They believe in spirit of rivers, spirit of mountains, spirit that control the world. You know, God, God is one. And we are going to see that as we, as we go ahead. The revelation of God that we see in Genesis chapter 1 absolutely exposes all this ideology okay polytheism believe that there are many gods like in hinduism no there is only one god there's only one god the father of our lord jesus christ that stepped into the edge of nothingness and created the universe dualism believe that there are good and bad gods no there is only one God. Yes, there is the devil, but the devil is not God. Okay, It is one God that stepped there and created the world. Deism believe the creator God cannot control what he has created. Well, he does control what he created. And we are going to look into that as we go on. Existentialism believe that experience is God. No, experience is not God. Experience did not create the world. Big Bang did not create the world. Evolution, this world did not come out by evolution. God is not an experience. God is God. Humanism believe man is God. No, man is man. God is God. Yes, God did become a God man in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. But man is man and God is God. Rationalism believe that reason is God. Well, where has that reason gotten us to in the world today? Look around you. Mysticism believe only spirit is real. Well, God is spirit. Spirit are real, but not only spirit is real. Okay, they are physical creation. God created this material world. Materialism believe only matter is real. Well, where has that gotten us to? Okay, there is a world beyond the material. When we die, we don't disappear. Our, we, are, we, we have a spirit, and that spirit is going to return back to God. Monism believe matter and spirit are essentially one and the same, like we have in New Age, you know? God is God and man is man. Material, material things and spiritual things are not essentially one and the same. When you die, your body is your body is material and it's going to fold and it's going to rot and going to become dust. And your spirit and your soul is going to get out of your body. And there are so, so many history of people that have after death experience. Pantheism believe everything is God. Everything is not God. God is God <laughs> and is separate from his creation yes it does it does get involved with his creation but god is separate from his creation that's pantheism pan entheism pan entheism believe that god is everything no god is not everything okay god is god now god can influence everything god can be present everywhere but god is god and god is different from his creation so atheists may boldly Proclaim that God does not exist. Agnotists may lament that there is not enough evidence to make a decision on the matter. Skeptics may doubt that God's existence and may doubt whether we can prove the sustainability of the existence of God. But we, as Christians, we testify 
and we affirm that God exists and that God has revealed himself to humanity preeminently in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ and that we can know him. We can know him through the creation. We can know him through his word. We can know him through the revelation that he has given us in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we have studied a little bit more of this, the proof for the existence of God. We are going to look a little bit more as we study this God who has revealed himself to us in creation, but preeminently in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you are listening to me tonight and you've not given your life to Christ, the time is short. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is the time of salvation. Jesus died for you. All you need to do is to accept his gift of salvation, confess your sin, believe in him, invite him into your heart, and he will come in. He will be your God. Take the heart of stone out of you. Give it the heart of flesh. Make you a son. Make you a daughter. Make you a citizen of his kingdom. And then you will spend eternity with him in new heaven and new earth. Father, we give you praise. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.